This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old-fashioned kind. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, for most of the time that we humans have enjoyed the science of astronomy, we have had no proof that other stars had planets. But thanks to amazing recent improvements in technology, we now know of about 4,000 planets orbiting other stars in some 3,000 solar systems. These solar systems are called exoplanetary systems. And from what we've seen, they're really different from our solar system. For starters, there's the layout. Our solar system has four rocky planets close in. That's Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars. And then four big gas giants further out. They're Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus and Neptune. But most of the planets in the exoplanetary systems that we've found, well, they orbit really close into their host Sun, closer than Earth or even Mercury. We don't have any planets that close. And our planets go all the way out to Neptune, which is 30 times further from the Sun than the Earth is. By the way, the distance between the Earth and the Sun is a handy unit in astronomy. It's called one astronomical unit, or AU, and it's around 140 million kilometres. So Neptune is about 30 astronomical units from the Sun, while Mercury is at about 0.7 AU. In exoplanetary systems, we do find big gas planets that are a lot like Jupiter, but these exo-Jupiters orbit their star in weeks or months, nothing like the 10 years that our Jupiter takes to do a lap of the Sun. And being right up close to their star also explains their very rock and roll nickname, Hot Jupiters. And finally, we find lots of what we call super-Earths. Again, usually close into the star. These are planets heavier than Earth, but lighter than Neptune. We've got no planets like that. But Kepler-11, a star almost identical to our Sun, has six of these super-Earths with a combined mass of 40 Earths. So, we've got zero super-Earths, our planets have much bigger orbits, and our Jupiter, well, it just isn't that hot. How come? Well, the simple answer is that we don't know yet, but one interesting hypothesis is called the Grand Tack. In this case, the word tack, T-A-C-K, means a sudden change in direction, like in sailing. The Grand Tack hypothesis involves Jupiter and then a little later Saturn migrating inward from where they were formed, messing with any super-Earths we had back in the day, and then doing a Grand Tack and migrating back out to where they orbit now. So in this theory, Jupiter was the giant wrecking ball of the early solar system, but it needed the help of Saturn. But let's start the story a little earlier. When the Sun coalesces from a giant cloud of gas and dust and starts burning its nuclear fires. This disk of gas and dust survives for a few million years, and soon Jupiter coalesces from this gas and dust around the Sun. And part of the way through this process, Saturn begins to form. Now, this is very unusual. Usually, exoplanetary systems just have one single giant planet, not two. So now, in our solar system, we have two giant planets. 
Jupiter has already begun to spiral in towards the Sun. This is thanks to some fancy physics with the gas and dust still orbiting the Sun. Think of stuff like angular momentum, Lindblad torque transfer, and you get the idea. But then Saturn also begins to spiral in. And on their way inwards towards the Sun, Jupiter and Saturn get locked into a 3-2 resonance. Now this means that for every three orbits of Jupiter around the Sun, Saturn does two orbits. After just a few thousand orbits of the Sun, they end up with Jupiter as close as one and a half astronomical units, which is roughly where Mars is today. Saturn, it ends up a little further out. So while they're in that close, for the next 500 or so orbits of the Sun, they create a huge amount of havoc, thanks to their enormous gravitational fields. There are already some super-Earths close into the Sun, but the combined effects of Jupiter and Saturn send these super-Earths into what is called a collisional cascade. They actually crash into each other, with the fragments ending up in the Sun. Final result? No super-Earths left. Around this time, Jupiter and Saturn have also removed a fair amount of the gas and dust in their orbits. And so, again, thanks to some more clever physics, both Jupiter and Saturn then migrated outward to their current positions at 6 and 10 astronomical units. And this all happened in the first few million years after the Sun began burning. Saturn is essential for the Grand Tack Theory. If there was no Saturn, Jupiter would have stayed close in near the Sun, and some of the super-Earths would have survived, making our solar system just like all those exoplanetary systems out there. Now that's a pretty sweet explanation for how our solar system came to be so unusual. But is the Grand Tack Theory correct? Well, only time and observational data confirming or rejecting testable predictions will tell. What does it mean? Why is it so? You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.